Welcome to Metro Health's Prescription for Hope. I'm John Campanelli. We all want a clean conscience, a clean bill of health, to wipe the slate clean. We don't want our clocks cleaned, to have someone clean up after us, or worse yet, clean the floor with us. So let's clean up our act by making a clean break or a clean sweep, or by keeping our noses clean. If we do, we'll be clean as a whistle, maybe even clean cut. We're almost clean out of these because internet lists of clean idioms are only so long. We want to clean our hands of this, so let's come clean. Squeaky clean. To do that, let's start by heading over to the fourth floor of Metro Health's Critical Care Pavilion, the Medical Intensive Care Unit, just down the hall from some of the most critical COVID-19 patients. Hey, so could you, uh, could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Janice Longcoy. I work for Environmental Services. I clean rooms, disinfect rooms, discharges, daily cleans, and so on. Where are we standing now? We are standing in a discharge room. Room 143. And so you just came in here and what do you, what's your job? My job is to clean the room thoroughly. It's a discharge, there's no patient in here, so I gotta clean everything in the room. Get it ready for the next patient. Yes, sir. Janice is a machine as she works counterclockwise, performing the required 27 cleaning steps. It takes her about 45 minutes to an hour, and she makes it perfectly clear why she's so methodical about her work. I clean it like I'm going to be the next one in. If you it. want it to be clean, you could be the next patient in there. Like I said, I could be the next one in. You it. never know. you got to clean it as if you're going to be the next one in. It. Like I said, you very well could be. <laughs> you or someone you know. One of the silver linings of COVID-19 is that it's forced us all to finally appreciate some of the folks we might have regrettably not given a second thought to two months ago. Shelf stockers, delivery workers, grocery store clerks, and of course, the people like Janice who keep important things like hospitals and hospital rooms clean. She is one of Metro Health's 237 EVS, Environmental Services Workers, the team is led by Thomas Jones. My name is Thomas Jones. I'm the director for environmental and logistics. We chatted with him recently in the courtyard of our main campus. The April wind could not cool his passion for what he does. I've been an executive housekeeper for about 25 years. I've been in the business for 30 years. I've been a housekeeper. I've been a team leader. I've been a uh, union steward. I've been a supervisor, a manager, assistant director, director. I've been a regional director. And now I have the pleasure of overseeing Metro's environmental and logistics uh, area. Where did you start your first job? I started um, about 31 years ago in a, town, a small town in Beaufort County, North Carolina, right after I got out of the Marine Corps. I started working in a hospital, a 50-bed hospital. And I have to tell you a quick story. Uh, my boss there told me and another coworker that our opinion did not matter whatsoever. And from that point when he said that, I said to myself, it has to be a better way to motivate and, and, and promote teamwork than say stuff, like that, say stuff like that to your employees. From that point on, I've made it a point to appreciate my employees, to give them the tools that they need to be successful, and to be an open eyes and open ears for them. That first job in Buford, North Carolina, what were you doing? I was a housekeeper. Cleaning rooms? Cleaning and clean rooms, stripping floors, washing walls, 
I loved it. Wish I could still do it. <laughs> you can do it at home, can't you? No, I can, and I do do it at home. <laughs> um, people doing the cleaning. You know, nobody. It's a, it's a shame that nobody has thought about the folks who, or, or usually thinks about the folks who keep everything clean. Well, let, let me tell you, uh, although I am, I'm, I'm sad that the country overall is going through what we're going through, but I can tell you that every hospital around the country are appreciating the Environmental Service Department because without them, uh, and even if it wasn't going through this COVID-19, it is a, extremely important that we develop our team to understand what their core responsibility is. And that is every single day, we need to make sure that we are reducing infection rates by wiping down, by following the steps of our cleaning program, because we have to be always ready. So the door knobs people touch, the doors people push, the counters people, uh, put their purse on? Absolutely. Every, how say, often? Are those, is that I would say that they're uh, wiped down about eight times a day. And I'll say that because the housekeepers are charged with going through and out their area of responsibility. And this is going on every, on all three shifts. So about eight times every area is being touched, every elevator, every doorknob is being touched. When did you and your team first hear about the coronavirus? And what did you guys do when you heard about well, it? Well, I heard about it uh, through, I'm, a, I'm a, one of the board members for the National Executive Housekeeping Association. And we meet every month. And on January 19th, uh, we had our uh, monthly meeting and the president was talking about uh, COVID-19 and what was going on around the country. At that moment, myself and my ops manager, Mary, uh, we got together and we started putting a program together to start heading off all this, this, these issues that we're having now. We talked a little bit about just doorknobs and counters and things like bathrooms, but what about patient rooms and the people who've had COVID and get discharged? And what, do you, what are you guys doing differently? Are you doing anything differently? How do you treat the rooms? Well, let's talk about daily cleaning. Uh, the housekeepers on every unit has to go through the, their area of responsibility at least three times a day. One in the morning, hi, my name is Thomas Jones. I'm here to clean your room. And we might just pull the trash and then I'll say, I'm gonna come back and fully clean your room. We're gonna go back and go to every room, every customer that we have and do that little spill. When we go back to the second time, we go back and say, I'm here to finish cleaning your room. Is there anything I could do for you? The third time is around two o'clock, maybe 2.30. And we'll say, hey, my name is Thomas. I'm getting ready to leave. Uh, for the day. Is there anything I can do for you? At the same time, we're having that conversation with the customer. We're wiping down the phones. We're wiping down the side of the beds, the nightstands, the doorknobs, the window seals, everything that are touchable. In every patient room, there's 27 touchable, high-touch spots that we try to teach our employees to touch and wipe every single day. As far as Colbert, there is a process in place where we haven't changed much of our process other than uh, we have limited people that goes inside of the rooms, of course, and uh, housekeeping and nursing is teaming up and doing the cleaning process to keep the, uh, the infectious rates down. What have you learned from the past six weeks? I learned that uh, one man cannot do uh, what a hundred men can. 
we need to work as a team. Nursing, housekeeping, facility, everybody needs to work. We all good at what we're good at, but we're, we're no better than us all together. So you've been out past couple of weeks. Uh, yes. What happened? Well, I was uh, uh, I contracted uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and uh, I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, I had some back aches and some coughs, uh, but uh, God has you know been extremely good to me, and I, I came out you know, on the, on the good side of it. Uh, uh, I feel no pain now, no, uh, no respiratory issues. Uh, I'm gonna tell everyone that we need to make sure that we uh, are promoting the six feet or even further, if you can, wear your mask. The key thing to this environment to stop it, one thing, wash your hands and wash them all the time. Every time you think about it, wash your hands. What went through your mind when you, the test was positive for COVID-19 for you? Well, I am a uh, spiritual being. To be honest with you, death did not occur in my mind because God has not done with me yet. And I believe that I still have some things I need to do. But I also believe that God allowed th that to happen to me so I can also get some things done in my own life too. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm glad that it happened in a way because it got me closer to God and it also got me to be able to help others to remember that, you know, I'll, you know, tomorrow's not promised to none of us. And we have to grab all of us and work together. Thomas views his team's duties, its role, as much more than just mopping, sweeping and wiping. His men and women are healing. They understand what their responsibility is. They understand that they, they are responsible for saving lives, although they are just cleaning the hospital. They're responsible for saving lives, so they, they get that. I, I always look at it this way. If, if we don't clean those doorknobs, if we don't clean that bed totally, if we don't sanitize that bathroom, if we don't do that, we are not part of the healing process. Back in the medical intensive care unit, Janice views her job Absolutely. the same way. If we didn't come in and disinfect and clean a room the way we do, then the germs are going to be laying there for the next contestant to come and get them. Which is what's going to happen. They're going to get sicker. We don't want that. What's the best part of this job? The best part? Um, meeting people, cheering them up. Because sometimes you'll have people that's a patient here that has had no family members the whole time they've been here. So they're lonely. If you come in and you see them, and you just try to put a smile on their face. Especially these days, there's no visitors, right? Now there's definitely no visitors, right. So how do you do that? You, you come in and you see a patient who might be down. What do you, how do you put a smile on their face? Whatever it takes. <laughs> come in and say, good morning, if I gotta dance with my mop, whatever, whatever makes them happy. That's what I'm all about, trying to put a smile on people's face, make them feel comfortable. It's hard through this situation when you can't have visitors come in, you know? I got a feeling you weren't kidding that you dance with your mom. I do. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes them happy, hey, 
I'm walking through the halls dancing. Gotta make them feel comfortable. Let them know that this too shall pass. We're not, we're not in this alone, we're all together. In the weeks and months ahead, as we continue to overcome the coronavirus, we'll begin settling into what folks are calling a new normal, with some things changed forever. Let's hope one of those things is how we all value the behind-the-scenes champions, like Janice, Thomas, and their colleagues. So, when we see a environmental services worker, we might have walked past or just said hello before, what should we do? Well, uh, say thank you. Uh, say it with a smile. But say it for real. Uh, housekeeping, in my opinion, is, uh, is the first line of defense. And we have to make people feel like uh, their job is, 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 is important. And when you're on the floors with nursing and when you're you know, walking through the halls and you see a housekeeper, remember their job is to help us save our lives. And just say thank you and really mean it. All right, well, I'm gonna say thank you and mean it. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with more episodes. In the meantime, please take a moment to subscribe leave a five-star review or forward prescription for hope to someone who might like to listen. And of course, wear a mask, wash your hands, and be kind.